Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Praise God. You can turn to Ephesians chapter 4. We're studying growing up spiritually. We've gotten into, uh, uh, and I'm going to kind of conclude this today so next week we can get into what I like to call the positive side of this. We're, we're, We're studying what's called the anatomy of a lie. Now, our purpose is we don't have any, you know, any lies going on in the church, lies among... No, that's not the purpose of what we're doing. The purpose of what we're doing is to prepare you for lies that are being told and lies that shall be told. Uh, it, it, the Lord actually spoke this to me. I had preached uh, uh, or taught a message on a Wednesday night after our fall harvest last year called The Anatomy of a Lie. I have my notes right here on what I... What I, what I taught, and I've added some to it, and uh, oh, it was about two weeks ago, I guess it was, Lee and I were watching a, a newscast, we, we watch them because we like to figure out what the weather is, and, and different things as we plan things for our week, and, and, uh, and about a 90 second, a little thing came on, and this guy was, was giving a news report, but a couple of days before, we had seen about a 15 minute program on this particular subject, and what this guy said on the news as compared to what we heard on that 15-minute broadcast, it was a total lie. I looked at it and I said, that's a lie. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing how, and you know, people, people think, well, you know, if it leads to a good outcome, it really doesn't matter. Listen, lies are never acceptable. And this world system is built on a foundation of lies. And we have the truth on the inside of us. And we ought to be literally immune to them to the point that we don't respond to them like the world wants us to respond to them because we do have the truth in us. Now listen, that may bring some danger into our lives. But I'd rather live on the God side in danger than I would on the devil side thinking I'm out of danger. Because that's a lie in the first place anyway, amen. I was listening to the different things that they're telling. You know, I mean, this is the most unusual Fourth of July, I've ever seen on Galveston. I've never seen beaches closed down. I've never seen, you know, just the shutdown of our economy and society. And, you know, I was listening to some of the things the, the governor said. He didn't even recommend we met meet. Did you know that? You're here, you're here not under the recommendations of the government, but under the edicts of God. Amen. Well, you know, the reason that I didn't stop service and, and go back to a, to, to a virtual service or to live stream service only is because right on the hills of what he said about, you know, we need to go back to live stream, we don't need to be gathering as churches anymore, that kind of thing. That was just a recommendation. It wasn't a law or anything like that. But here's what he said right after that. He said, now the way we're counting the coronavirus or we're, we're counting the, the, the people that test positive of, of corona is every person that tests positive, we're counting 15. Anybody else hear that? I was like, now wait a minute, I wish I could count my money like that. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I just go to the bank and say, hey, that's not a dollar, that's $15, you know. Well, they were saying, well, if one person is positive, they're going to affect 15 others. Well, that's not, it's a lie. It's not the truth. Now, listen, we're going to have to be prepared by God, and that's why I'm saying we're going to teach the anatomy of the lie. We're going to wind it up this week looking at, looking at Samson and all he went through for all the lies in his life. But then next week, we're going to start on hearing the voice of God, being very sensitive to the Spirit of God, and the voice of God in your life, because I'm telling you, it could save your life. 
It could save your physical life. It could save your financial life. It could save your marriage. It could save your kids because you're going to need to hear from God more than ever in the days ahead than you ever have before. Just to navigate the extreme craziness that's going on in the earth. Amen? Because there's some crazy stuff going on. I mean, I don't know, you know. They say we got a, another swine flu coming. I say, oh man, don't be messing with our bacon. That's just, you know, that ain't right. I ought to get a better amen than that. <laughs> Verse 14, Ephesians chapter 4. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine and slight of men, and cunning craftiness, that's all lies, amen, wherein they lie in wait to deceive. Now notice this, but speaking the truth, speaking the truth in love, may grow up into Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now notice that again in verse 15 there. But speaking the truth in love. Isn't it amazing how truth and love operate together? But if you've ever noticed how hate and lies operate together, it's one of the most amazing realities of our society is how strong hatred is. And many times that hatred is just based on, just on a lie. They've tried to separate the races. They've tried to separate people. And it's all based on a lie. Amen? I mean, the greatest equalizer on the entire universe is Jesus. I mean, in His sight and in His presence, everyone is the same. There's no black. There's no white. There's no red. There's no yellow. There's just, there's just the blood of Jesus which cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness. Amen? I told the early service, I thought this was crazy. The, uh, the 1990 uh, census that came out in 1990, on the, on there, there was a, a question that says, uh, 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 what is your gender? And there were two uh, boxes you could check, uh, uh, male or female. Did you know in the 2020 census, there's 58 boxes? There's people on this planet, I don't even know they're here, I guess. I mean, you know, <laughs> I thought you were either a male or a female. You have 58 choices. That's a lie. Amen. God wants us to recognize the lies for what they are because we have so much truth in us. Remember I said this earlier. I think I mentioned, mentioned it on Wednesday night that the Lord showed me something in the spirit realm about Island Church right now that the law of displacement is taking place that into us is just flowing flowing, flowing, the Word of God, the Word of God, which is displacing doubt and unbelief and fear. And then God is going to take and He's going to touch that water and turn it into wine and revival is going to break out in this church, awakening this area and harvest in this world. You know how you always know God's moving? He gives you a plan. That's how you know. There's always a plan. Everything Lee and I have ever done in our life that was of God, God gave us a plan. We had some people one time wanted to do something for us, and so we talked to them, and they were kind of, you know, kind of vague in what they wanted to do and things like that. We said, well, praise God, you know. And so, you know, we prayed for them, and they wanted the wisdom of God. But I told Leah later, I said, now here's how we'll know it's God. If they come back to us, and if they have a plan, we know it's God. They came back, they had a plan. It was God, and God did a tremendous miracle in that situation. God will always give you a plan to either get you out of or get you into or to bless your life in such a way that everybody knows it's God. I ought to get a better amen than that. Now, all the way back to the book of Judges. We got old Samson here, bless his heart. 
his girlfriend Delilah. My goodness. These Delilahs of life. Amen. It's amazing how the enemy will always send some Delilah into your life. Trying to tell some lie, trying to get you. And you know, I'm going to have a talk with him when I get to heaven. I'm sure he's there. But I'm going to say, hey man, you know, couldn't you tell from the first lie that this woman was out to kill you? I guess he couldn't. We know the three different things. There were the wits. Everybody say the wits. That's the, the, the entrails of animals that they used to dry, to make bowstrings, to make different things like we would use leather today. And he said, listen, if you tie me up with new wits, which were ones that hadn't been dried, which are actually stronger than they are when they do dry, he said, I'll be like any other man. He just got up and broke them off. Then he said, you know, if you tie me with new ropes, so they got some new ropes, he just broke them off. He said he broke those off uh, like, you, like you would a thread over a flame, just broke them off. Then he got a little closer to the truth. He started talking about his hair because that's where his strength lied was in his Nazarite vow. And as long as he didn't cut his hair, then the Spirit of God would come upon him supernaturally and he would have supernatural strength. Everybody say supernatural. Now that, listen, that was the truth. Everybody say that was the truth. But this third lie he told, he said, now listen, you take my hair and you weave it in a weaver's beam with a, with a oh, there's a deal, I forget what they call it. There's a name for it in the King James with a, with a pen or whatever they call it. He says, now you do that and if, if you hold me in that, then I, I'll be as weak as any other man. And when the Philistines came in, he just came up and threw all that off of him. Now notice this. It says, let me find it here. Verse 18, now verse 16 it says, it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. Now that's, that's some talking there. <laughs> There's been some times I wished Leah would shut up. <laughs> Y'all protect me now. But it's never been unto death. Like, if you don't stop talking, I'm going to die. I don't think so. <laughs> Amen. That's what he, she is. Listen, she is, what do you call it? Nagging or ragging or whatever. She is wearing this guy out. He's fixing to fall over dead. That's what it says in the Bible. Like unto death, my goodness. Boy, them Delilahs are tough, aren't they? He said that he told her his whole heart, told her the truth. He said unto there hath not come a razor upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me. And I shall become weak like any other man. And when Delilah saw, now notice this, notice how even the world can tell when you're telling the truth. They can tell when you're speaking from your heart. That's where truth abides. That's why your witness needs to be strong. Because when you look somebody in the eye and tell them, you know, Jesus loves you and Jesus has a plan for your life. There's a pastor that we, we knew years ago. We sold him a, one of our Labrador retrievers we, when we had puppies oh, years ago. He bought one and he had one of the most amazing testimonies. This man had, had two uh, uh, doctorates in, in different, uh, I think one of them was in psychology and one of them was in something else. And he ended up living out in the desert of Arizona, and he was a heroin addict. I mean, just for years, he was a heroin addict. And he lived next door 
to a little Hispanic uh, a Pentecostal church. And he said this little, this little kid would come out, little kid, he said he did it almost every day, and he would come out and he would look at him, he said, I'd be sitting on the porch, you know, I'd be stoned out of my mind. He said, I'd be sitting there. He said, this kid would look at me and point at me and say, did you know that Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life? And he told him that day after day, week after week, month after month, till finally he walked into that church and gave his heart to Jesus. And became a pastor of a church, he and his wife. Isn't that amazing how strong the truth is? Stronger than heroin addiction? Stronger than cancer? Stronger than financial debt? Stronger than any problem or situation? And the problem with the strength of, 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 of Samson was is that God had given them the strength to deliver an entire nation. An entire nation. But the only thing he ever used his strength for was to deliver himself from the problems he got himself into. See, that's how lies will keep you bound. And the great glory and power of God that's on the inside of you gets suppressed because you're continually trying to deliver yourself from self-inflicted pain. That's not the will of God for your life. Listen, the will of God for your life is for you to live in the abundance of what God has planned for you and continually press into it by the strength of His Word and the power of His Spirit as you serve God all the days of your life. I tell you, it's one of the greatest, greatest adventures anybody can live out here on the earth. Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart. Sent and called for the Lord of the Philistines, saying, Come, come up at once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought money in their hand. Isn't that, isn't that unique? And she made him sleep upon her knees, comforted him, called for a man. She caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. She began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. He awoke out of his sleep and said, I'll go out as other times before. Now notice this, and I'll shake myself but he did not know that the Lord was departed from him. You know, that, that's the ultimate object of your adversary is to get you in a position of life where the Lord has departed from you. Listen, you, you need to fight that with everything that is in you. You need to make sure in this day and this hour you serve God with all of your heart, that you give yourself to Him. I, I'm not talking about a commitment or a consecration. You just go to God and say, God, I'm tired of soulish commitments. I'm tired of consecrations I make in the, in the moment, in the presence of the Lord. I'm here to give you my life. Amen. You say, why should we do that? Because that's what He gave you. He gave you His life. But you know, it's something that's so unique about God. Look at verse 21 and 22. It says, But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes, brought him down to Gaza, bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. What a life. Oh, my goodness. But I like verse 22. Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaved. I'm telling you, you may be in a situation right now where it feels like all your hair has been shaved off your head, all your power is gone, all the things in your life that are righteous and holy have departed, but I got good news, your hair is starting to grow back. And you're fixing to have your day and your hour, amen? Now, a couple of things here. How's my time? Oh man, I'm doing so good. Samson lived a lie his whole life. That's why he was so subject to it. Delilah lived in a system that was operated upon the foundation of lies. She came from the world system. Be careful. Listen, let me just say this. Be careful of the seducers and the Delilahs of life. 
It's not always a male-female relationship. It's not always a, you know, something like that that has sexual connotations or something like that to it. Literally, there are people that come into your life that question your faith in such a way. They may make suggestions. They may, you know, they may tell their own testimony of how they've been disappointed. Or how somebody in their, their family, you know, was believing God for healing and died. Or how some preacher ripped them off for their money. Listen, all of those things are just the Delilah spirit trying to get to you and get you out of the place where God's strength can be in your life. Amen. Samson lived in a covenant whose foundation was truth. There had been a great departure from that truth in Israel. The entire nation was in bondage. Samson is defending himself with a lie and that is what dooms him when it comes to the ability of the truth to set him free. Notice, he told the truth and what did Jesus say? We read it when we first started this. We continue in my word. Uh, where is it? John chapter 8. Then are you my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth and the truth should set you free. The designated design of truth is freedom. Let me try that again. The designated design of truth is freedom. Salvation brings freedom from fear of death. Freedom from fear of punishment. A lot of people are afraid that God's going to get them. No. Salvation brings freedom from fear of punishment. Freedom from fear of death. Freedom from fear of being separated from God. Then you get the Holy Ghost. You got freedom from being afraid that you're weak. Healing gives you freedom from sickness and disease. Man, I've preached all over the world with every kind of sickness and disease going on that you can think of. I've never been afraid of it. And I've had to fight the symptoms of a couple of them. But Jesus always brought healing into my life because I stood on the truth more than I did the lie of that sickness or disease. Mm-mm-mm. Samson would weaken with every lie he told until the truth of his strength was used against him. You know, the enemy loves to take your strongest character strength and use it against you. We see this just about every level of life. You see it in the business world. You see it in the sports world. It's amazing how, how, you know, you see it many times in the sports world where men have got great talent, but their character has not developed. And they have the ability to go into a, to a, to a football, basketball, uh, a baseball situation, or any other type of sport. But it just, they just did not have the character. Then there are other great testimonies of those that had such character that even the weakness of their life that tried to destroy them, they were able to make a comeback. I said they were able to make a comeback. You know, I don't know anything about golf. I'm... I, you know, somebody asked me, I said, do you play golf? I said, no. He said, why don't you play golf? I said, well, I'm, I really don't want to get involved in a sport whose design is to put me into a hole. <laughs> Amen. But I remember coming home from church here a couple of years ago. And I just, you know, I went in as I do. I took my coat off and let the dogs out. And I cut the TV on. To, there's a couple of, uh, of, of hunting shows that come on about the time I get home from church. And I was flipping over to them and I saw the Masters. The last of the Masters was on. And Tiger, Wood, Tiger Woods won the Masters. And more than it was a testimony of his talent and ability as a golfer, it was a testimony of his ability to pull himself up from his bootstraps, overcome all the negative things of his life, and go back and become a champion again. That was one of the greatest sports victories I think I ever saw. And I tell you, I had tears running down my face. And it wasn't because I didn't know anything about the game that was going on. It was the individual that rose above the failure of his character, got back into the truth, picked himself up, and became a champion again. 
Listen, no matter how far you, far, you, far you fall, no matter how bad your problem may be, no matter how, how detailed it may be, it does not matter. There is a character in you that is not of this world. It is of divine origin. And you can pick yourself up out of a financial disaster, out of a disaster in your business, a disaster in your marriage, a disaster with your kids, a disaster with anything in life. You can take the Word of God and its truth, overcome all the lies of the devil, all the lies you've been living in, and you can rise up and be a champion again. All of heaven will rejoice with you. Mm-mm-mm. The atmosphere of lies is not conducive to the presence of God. The spirit of a lie is called deception. Now that's one of the reasons that we're teaching on this today is because of the deception. Now, let me just say this. Because there's so many insidious things that are brewing in our society. And they're all designed to produce death. And remember what death is? Does anybody remember? It's not the sensation of life. It's separation. They want to separate the races. They want to separate the, you know, the rich from the poor. They want to separate the, uh, the Republicans from the Democrats. I mean, it's just, you see death everywhere. You see it everywhere. And a lot of people are just propagating lies in order to do that. And the lie they propagate, if you're not careful, you think, well, these people are really for me when they're really against you. Because the Bible tells us over in Proverbs, I believe I, I marked it here, I believe it's Proverbs, you find it, 26, if you want to mark it in your Bible. Proverbs 26, verse 28, a lying tongue hateth those that are affected by it. That shows you how insidious people can be who propagate lies, who bring lies to us and tell us it's the truth, and in reality, they hate you. They want to destroy you. That's why you've got to stay in the truth Living the truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And I guarantee you, if you'll live for him, you won't be fooled by the lies of this world system that is flexing its muscle and doing its best to take over. But remember, they can't do it as long as the truth abides. As long as the church is here and as long as we stick with the truth. Amen? Now, just, just, just to close, number one, lies. They open up the negative information gates, now notice this, of your senses. You see, you hear, you taste, you feel, you smell, whatever. It literally, it's what I like to call a negative stimulation of the senses. Amen? I, I tell you, I've seen some things going on, you know, you see it on the news, where, where people right now, it's like their emotions are at this this. This high level, I mean, just in a rage. You ever seen people in a rage? I mean, that's, that's when you start burning and looting and all, you know, what, what others tell us is peaceful demonstration. <laughs> amen. Might be a little lie there, amen. But these people are, are just in a rage. And, and, and I saw a deal the other day, and these people were tearing down this statue, and this reporter stepped up there, and he said, do you know who this is? And the people were like, no. They didn't even know who the guy was. All they knew is that he was some confederate. But they did not know that he was the confederate that brought education to all of the slave families that had got emancipated under Abraham Lincoln. And he made sure, he was a general, he made sure when he got out of his position as a general to go into the government so that he could make sure 
every slave family that God delivered, they were able to learn to read, learn to write, learn to do arithmetic, and learn to function. And here they were tearing down his statue. And man, they were in a rage. Listen, lies have the ability to stimulate the senses of fallen humanity and it will enrage them. It will cause them to do things that are not even sensible. The same thing is true of anybody that involves themselves in a lie. If you've ever tried to defend a lie, if you've ever tried to live in a lie, have you noticed how your emotions are heightened and what should be a little argument turns into a knockdown dragout? That's because a lie carries that power of separation. And you start hearing, seeing, feeling, tasting, and smelling wrong. Amen. It closes the truth gates. What are the truth gates? The same thing. Truth comes into your eyes. Truth comes into your ears. Truth drops into your heart. You begin to do things for yourself that God has already done for you. Why? Because you're living within the context of that lie. you got to understand, folks, there is so much that God has done for us. Don't exhaust your faith trying to get God to do something for you that He's already done. And don't exhaust your faith trying to defeat an already defeated devil. No, live in the power and the anointing of God, living like how does God say to live? As a king, reign and rule in this life as a king in the Lord Jesus Christ. By doing what? Decreeing the truth. By his stripes I'm healed. My God supplies all of my need according to... And what have we said for years? The fact may be, I don't have two nickels to rub together, Brother Rusty, but I'm telling you, I'm not living in that fact. I'm living over here in the truth. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ. Well, the fact may be, I've had some temperature, I've had some symptoms, but the truth is, by his stripes I am healed. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I'm the healed of God. See, there's a difference between living in the facts where lies can manifest and manipulate or over here in the truth which is absolute and set on the foundation of heaven itself. Hallelujah. Now listen, this is a unique one. Lies open the door for fear to come. Fear comes because you are no longer connected to the answer. Now listen, don't think the enemy, as this thing has progressed, as this all the craziness with COVID and all this other craziness. Don't think the enemy has tried to come and say, well, you have shut down the church. I've got friends I talk to almost every day, every week. Some of them, many of them overseas, many of them in other states. They've had to shut their churches down. Some of them can't even go to their church and do live stream. Amen. Don't think the enemy hadn't come into my mind. You're going to have to do this. But you know, I never got into fear. It never affected me. You say, why? Because I'm connected to the answer. Lies are always designed to disconnect you from the answer and cause you to end up hopeless. But thank God. I said, but thank God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence what is not yet revealed to the sense realm. Listen, there's been times where I've been standing on the truth of God and the devil would say, that's a lie. That's a lie. You're over here saying you're healed. And here you are burning up with fever. That's a lie. You're sick as a dog. That's a lie. And I'd say, Mr. Devil, let me show you over here in the Word of God. I'm not standing on what my senses are telling me. I'm not standing on what my symptoms are. I'm not standing on how much money I do or do not have in the bank. I'm standing on the Word of God. And if you got a problem with that, you take it up with God because His truth is the foundation of my life and what I'm believing. 
And it's amazing how it broke the power of the lie of that physical situation, the lie of that financial situation, or the lie of any other situation that's tried to get into my life. Listen, don't let fear disconnect you from your answer. You like this? Lies inhibit you from answering the God questions correctly. Now, let me, let me throw this out there because, listen, the Bible tells us that we are living in the perilous times of the last days. There's going to be doctrines of devils, and there's going to be lying signs, and there's going to be lying wonders. And you can't afford to just run off someplace and think, well, they're having... Great revival over there, and it's all kinds of lying signs and wonders. That's why I'm teaching this stuff to you. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Now, the best way to understand this is not on, not on the side of it of the hour and day in which we're living, but go over here on the what I would call the religious side of Christianity. Did you know how many denominations in our nation and world teach the students of their seminaries lies. They preach lies from their pulpits. They, 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 they print lies in their doctrinal statements. Amen? And it, what does it do? It inhibits others from answering God questions correctly. There are those that believe there's only a few people that are going to get saved. They believe in predestination. God's already figured out who's going to get saved, who's not. You know, why evangelize, why have revivals. But the Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Salvation is available. There's people that say, well, the healing passed away with the last apostle. There's no healing. But my Bible does not say that. My Bible says, by his stripes I am healed. Actually, in Peter, in his uh, 2 Peter 2.24, he uses the word were. He looks back at the cross and says, we were healed. Past tense, already happened. Amen. Man, they're saying, don't get me wrong. There are people who have greatly misused and, and abused the message of prosperity. But I tell you something, church. Without it, we're not going to be able to function. Without it, we can't fulfill the vision of the call of God. And there's a lot of people that say, oh, this pro that's just a bunch of preachers trying to get rich. That's just... A no, it's not. God still supplies all of our need. Israel was the richest nation ever on the planet under Solomon's reign. The Bible says the, 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 the silver coins were as the stones of the street. Can you even imagine that? So you've got to understand that that's exactly what lies. I don't care who gets saved, who gets healed. I don't care who gets delivered. I'm going to stand on the truth of the Word of God. Because if we will do that, I guarantee you God's going to show up to do what? To confirm His truth, His Word, with signs following. Let me close, close with this last one. Lies must blame to justify its activity. You ever notice that? If you've ever got any kind of situation that was a, you know, just a lie, you notice how much blame comes out of it. Uh, that goes back to the, to, the, to the study we made, oh, I don't know, several weeks, maybe several months ago on what took place in the garden and how, how Adam blamed. You know, he said, it's, it's that woman you gave me. Well, actually, it, it wasn't the woman he was blaming. He was blaming God. 
He was blaming God. We talked about that earlier, how people, well, I wish I'd have never been born. All these kind of, all this blame. You can always tell when lies are feeding a situation because of all the blame that comes. It's not my fault, but I'm telling you, it's your fault, and it's it's this area's fault, and it's this state's fault, it's this nation's fault, it's this, it's my education's fault, it's because I ain't got any money. And listen, if you get caught up in that, then you're caught up in lies. Because you've been redeemed not by corruptible things, but by things that are incorruptible. And a wealth from heaven has been placed in you. And all you got to do is by faith and by the truth of the Word of God, discover that truth and walk it out. And guess what? It becomes the reality of your life. And that's the only way to live on this earth. As these days of this generation, of this age and dispensation begin to come to an end, the only out, how many know what an out is? It's the exit sign when the building catches on fire. When the world catches on fire. Amen? Like it's doing right now. There's going to be one exit. And it's going to say this. The way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ. And a lot of people are going to take it, but there's a lot that are going to fall for the lies. And it's going to affect their lives in a terrible way. The greatest lie told on this planet I've said it for years. We could get into a theological discussion on it. The brotherhood of man, the fatherhood of God, in which much of Christian religion is based on, is a lie. You say, what do you mean? Isn't God the father of all of us? No, He's not. God is the creator of every person on this planet. But He's only the father of those that have bent their knee to Jesus Christ. His Savior and our Lord and Savior. Can I get a better amen? You say, what do you mean God's Savior? He saved us for God. Works both ways. Amen. The brotherhood of man. All of us are connected in the human family, not those that are out of the human family. You say, well, now wait a second, Pastor. I mean, I'm still a, I'm still a Smith. I'm still a Jones. I'm still a Martin. I'm still a Rodriguez. I'm still, no, no, no. That's not what it's saying. It's saying the tie of that which is in your human family. And you can relate it, you can relate it to anything. Say, well, Pastor, you don't understand. Cancer runs in my family. Divorce runs in my family. Alcoholism runs in my family. No, it doesn't. That's a lie. You're not in that family anymore. We are, there are two families. Not one family. There's two families on the earth. There is the family of fallen humanity that you're born into. Then there's the family of God that you're born again into. You're in either one of two families. Thank God we are in the family of God. He is our very own Heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Every head bowed just for a moment, every eye closed. Doing this for sake of the, the live streaming too. I know that there's probably many live streaming us today. Maybe Maybe you caught us on the internet. Maybe somebody recommended it to you. Maybe here in the auditorium. Let me ask you a question. You right with God. Are you living right? Are you doing right? Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? I ask all that are here today, all that are watching by, by live stream, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have accepted the truth. You've not bought into a lie of religion or tradition or theology, or philosophy of any kind. You've made Jesus your Lord. When you did that, God became your very own Heavenly Father. But if you've not done that,
Every time your heart beats, every time the second hand of the clock rounds the 12 and comes back around the face of the watch, you're afforded an opportunity to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Nature itself cries out and testifies of the glory of God. The gospel is being preached all over the world. Television, radio, internet. Men and women are witnessing. You're watching us today by internet or you're sitting here in this service and you've heard the gospel. You've heard what Jesus, who He is and what He's done. So if you're here today, you say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I'm not born again. Or maybe you've served God and you're not living right. You've broken fellowship and you need to be right with God and you'd like to pray with me today. If that's anybody here today, lift your hand. Anyone at all? Anyone at all? As I look around, maybe, the, maybe some by internet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the church stand. Stand if you will, church. And I want everybody here today to pray this prayer after me and pray it out loud so your own ears hear what your mouth say. And let's believe, God, that anybody that's here that needs to be saved and anybody watching by internet that needs to be saved will make Jesus their Lord and Savior today. How many agree with that? You're going to help me, church? Here we go. Heavenly Father, right now, openly, publicly, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord, my Savior. I accept the truth of the Bible, that it is the Word of God, that God sent the Word from heaven. He became flesh, born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He did signs, wonders, and miracles. He died on the cross and suffered greatly for me. Then he rose from the dead. And now he is seated at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. I believe it. I receive it. I confess it. I claim it with my confession today in Jesus' name. I am no longer in the human family. I am now in the family of God. My sins are remitted and washed away. My life is brand new. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Isn't God good? Praise God. If you've prayed that prayer with us over the internet, please contact our church. There's information there on that website and we'll send you some good information. If you prayed that prayer with us here in the auditorium this morning, let us know and we'll give you some information on what you've done. Amen? Praise God. Well, you ready for a great week? Don't forget, Wednesday night, church, we have prayer at, at uh, 6.30, church at 7.30, amen. Our youth have their virtual camp this week. Praise God, is, are we cooperating with somebody? World Outreach Church in Tulsa, our friends uh, Mark and Janet Brzee. Praise God, we're cooperating with them. Praise God, all of you will have opportunities to be a witness this week. We're all going to be protected and safe. Our families, our friends, all we put our hand to will prosper in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, as is our tradition, not just vain repetition, but our tradition, Father, we declare Psalms 91 over Island Church. No evil befalls us. No plague comes nigh our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. Thank you, Father, as we travel on the highways, airways, seaways, railways as we handle the righteous labor that you've given unto us in our shops, in our businesses, 
up at UTMB and the petrochemical plants, is all that you've given us, Father. Thank you that your hand is of favor is upon us to bless us in all that we do, Lord. Father, we lift up all those that have suffered under this virus, Lord. We declare them the healed of God and that they'll be back in church with their family quickly in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you also for that great door of utterance. Lord, as we spend this summer in prayer, we fully expect the explosion of your Spirit to light the fires of evangelism in our heart. Let us see as you see through your eyes the great need for each and every one of us to be a witness, to be an answer to the prayers of fearful and hurting people, to be a total terror to the devil, to be a miracle in somebody's life. Lord, we leave today walking in love and faith towards you. We love you so much. Father, we walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.